Welcome to Planet Impact, a show about how non-conformist social entrepreneurs are changing the world. Here's your host, Manthan Shah. So today I have with me uh, Mr. Mesut Keskin, the founder of eBursan, all the way from Istanbul, Turkey. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast, Planet Impact. Thank you for the invitation, Manthan. Let's start in the beginning. So could you please tell us about your childhood and upbringing? Sure. Like I'm 26 years old, actually. Uh, I was born in east of Turkey from like the, my family is, is a super big family with like with so many siblings, sisters and brothers. So it was super actually nice to have that crowd around me when I was a child because uh, I have always had someone uh, to share everything around me and to share all my feelings. So like this crowd, my family actually kind of, they created an environment where we can share easily and we can help each other very easily. So that taught me how to help people or how to share your feelings, your values and the, uh, the things that you have like that could be materials and that could be feelings as well but that were was you, kind of my childhood were you a good yeah. student in school uh yes <laughs> yeah like uh, sometimes I, I don't want to say it because like uh, people look at me like a you nerd yeah but i was kind of like the, i graduated from the high school as the like the, the best student from the primary school as well I was kind of nerd person of the of the school. <laughs> Way to go! So now, uh, after high school, you came to Istanbul for your college, or yes, yes. Okay. Like uh, after after I have graduated to uh, from the high school, I moved to Istanbul, which is like the biggest city in Turkey. We have a like a university exam uh, kind of competition, and I like I have succeed from from this uh, exam so i had to move to istanbul to a uh, francophone university like a, uh, the education language was in french okay okay so and yeah. when you were in college there was some earthquake was it yeah like the, it was in 2011 and i moved to istanbul actually in september 2011 and okay. After just a month or something, uh, like the, uh, October 2011, an earthquake happened in my hometown where my family still live. So that was the earthquake that happened in my hometown, which actually uh, drove me to my social venture and drove me to, uh, to the place where uh, I am today. Wow. So is, like, firstly, was everyone in your family okay? Yeah, yeah, luckily, yes. But, you know, earthquake was kind of a quite big deal in my hometown. Uh, like, it, it was forbidden to, uh, like, to go to, uh, go to houses. Like, the, you, ha- you had to stay outside in, in the tents or you had to move to other states in, in Turkey. Okay. Mr. Before going ahead, I can't really hear you very clearly. So let us try switching off the video so we have better internet wavelength. 
Sure. Or if you want, I can like use my phone. Uh, that's much better, I guess. Like the instead of headphones. Okay. Shall I? Oh, we could try that. Yes. Do you have uh, oh. headphones with um, uh, an inbuilt mic like this? Yes, I can change the as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a shift. Yeah. So, let's start with the beginning again. Thank you so much, Mesut Keskin, for joining me to this podcast all the way from Istanbul during the Corona times, and it's simply an honor to have you in this podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation, Mansan. So, as we all know, you're an Ashoka Fellow of 2018 and the founder of eBursim, which is a platform which connects more scholarships to the students in a more democratic way. And we look forward to hearing more about your life story and you coming to the solution by the end of this call. Sure. Let us start at the beginning. Could you please tell us about your childhood and how was your upbringing like? Sure. Like the, I was born in a in east of Turkey in a really, really big family with so many siblings, like sisters and brothers. And like the, it was kind of for me a privilege to live with that many people because uh, it taught me how to actually share, like the, how to share your feelings, how to share your like the like the materials that you own so, uh, so and uh, it taught me how to help other people so it was kind of for me a privilege uh, to live uh, and to, uh, to born to this family with all my siblings actually so that actually taught me so much in my real life and that kind of created message like the, the <laughs> yeah like the, yeah this today absolutely so exactly. were, you the, were the young were you the youngest person in your family or do you have younger siblings too no i, I do have three siblings like the, who are younger than me okay okay cool and all throughout school were you a good student yeah like i don't i don't want, want to say this but i was the kind of like the, the nerd of the school i have graduated from my primary school and high school as the best student so yeah wow. congratulations and uh so when in 2011 you came to istanbul Turkey, to the capital of your country right uh, it's not capital but the biggest city oh yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah so, uh, and you arrived to Istanbul for a college degree. So what, what was your degree? Like, what were you studying in university? Yeah, sure. It was in 2011. As you said, I moved to Istanbul for a college degree, which was at a Francophone university. The language of education was in French. And my degree was computer engineering. Wow, computer engineering, yes. And yeah. later that year, in 2011, there was a big earthquake in your hometown. And it was quite a big exactly. deal. Yeah, exactly. Actually, this earthquake changed my life. And it kind of created like the message who is today, like the current message, actually. Like in 2011, after I moved to Istanbul for my college degree, just... A month later, an earthquake happened in my hometown where my family still live. And this earthquake actually kind of changed my life because 
after the earthquake, my family had kind of financial difficulties uh, for their daily expenses, which also affected my life because I was a fresh student at the college and I had I, I had some like uh, financial support, but I because of the earthquake actually I couldn't I couldn't find it because my family wasn't able to give me, and uh, uh, the resources were super super limited actually. Wow, that's quite a tough situation to be in. So then you started so, yeah. this journey of yeah. up, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. So then you started this journey of applying for all these scholarships and approaching institutions for some support. So how was that process? I see. As I said, after the earthquake, I needed uh, financial support. But unfortunately, it wasn't super easy to find financial resources for my education because... Um, I didn't know like the, what to do because it was the first time that I have experienced such thing. So that's why uh, I heard like, okay, scholarship. I knew what sco- scholarship was, but I didn't know how to actually apply, where to apply, what kind of documents that I should collect to apply, and the, like the what should uh, how, how should I behave when I go to interview for scholarship uh, interview. So it was kind of all an unknown world for me. And I started to apply to scholarship, like the um, grantors, institutions to find a scholarship. But the process was terrible because it wasn't technology. Like the, you had to, actually I had to go to the uh, institution and the collect at least 10, 15 documents per institution and the wait for around months to get a result and if you have like the negative result, they don't even answer you. So it wasn't user friendly and I had to actually spend money to apply. And it wasn't democratic because at the end of the day, you collect so many like the personal information, uh, but you don't, you don't get even a result and you don't know why you, you got this result actually. That was the, the hugest problem actually. Uh, yeah, at at my time. Oh my God! So, and uh, you faced you saw this problem firsthand. So, what was your first reaction like? So, did you approach? What was your approach? What did you think? Like at uh, at the first time, I was like, <laughs> like that's something big. Like they dis- distribute like the millions of Turkish liras. It's kind of millions of dollars, but the system is so. Like the, it's it's not it's not really user friendly. They distribute money in a such a exclusive way. Like the, it's not really inclusive. So I thought like the this system shouldn't be like that. And to be honest, at the first three months, I didn't think that I can create a solution. But uh, at after three months, I got all responses like they were all negative. So I couldn't find scholarship. And then I said that I went to the institution and I went to like the other students, my fellow students. I asked them like the, how this system can be uh, much nicer. Like what should the ideal system look like? And actually uh, after, after this interview, like uh, this talks with people, 
uh, I came with idea of changing the scholarship system in Turkey and to make it more democratic, actually. That's quite a big challenge you have taken on yourself to change a whole system of scholarship in a whole country of Turkey. So, I mean, what was your first step? Like, did you sit down and what were you, what were you thinking? How do you would you solve it? Uh, good question. Like, my first steps were actually analyzing the problem because I was the one who faced the problem. But was it problem just unique to me? Or was the problem just, I don't know, uh, same for everyone? And I talked with people, with students, college students, and I realized that problem is exactly the same for everyone. And like the, because I was, I was studying computer engineering, I said that let's use technology because technology is free for, not totally free, but it's like a much, much more accessible than yeah. uh, physical, physical activities. So my first step was analyzing the problem and decide how to create an, uh, a solution for this problem. These were two main steps, but third main step was actually ask people. Ask in, I asked ins- institution, I, I've asked to students, how can we create a much, much better system? Wow. I'm sure everyone must be fabergasted by your drive to make a difference. So what was the response of the students? Students, like they were all, I mean, to be honest, I was like 20, 21 years old when I started to, uh, to create like a such system. And like the students, they were like, yeah, like the, this guy is trying to create something, like the, something good, but we are not sure if he's going to do it. Like, to be honest, that was like, a, they, were, they were like, okay, let's help him yeah. if, if he succeeds. So, uh, uh, if he succeeds, that will uh, will help us as well. Otherwise, uh, there is okay. nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah but for the, from the institution sides, all uh, different because I was twenty one years old. I went there, like uh, to the to to the institutions. They were all saying, "Come on, you are twenty one years old, and you want to manage our like the, our portfolio, which is like." millions of Turkish liras. That's not possible. <laughs> so th- these were the first reactions from like the institutions and the students side. Oh God. So um, when you, these were the founding seeds of eBursum, right? So how did you go about creating eBursum and those steps? What are the key characteristics and pillars of eBursum? Sure. Like the... Uh, after after analyzing all the problem and then deciding uh, to create a system for such such a complex system in Turkey, uh, I have first created a team because it's not one man show, one person able to change system with just like a by yourself. You should include people, as you know, like the sustainable development goals. The last one is to to have collaborations, yeah. like to collaborate to solve these kind of problems. That's uh, what I have done, actually. I have created a team and uh, we used our knowledge and we start to ask people, like uh, ask people to advise uh, for new advisors. So the first things like the, was creating a theme, so the system, 
like the computer engineers, we, we coded and then we created a system and we, we tried to create a network because, okay. you know, we said network is more valuable than money, right? Yeah. So we created, we created a network of like the advisors, people to help us uh, to change the system. That's just inspiring, man. Like, congratulations on all of that. So when you were 21, you had a commitment to change the system. You found a whole network of stakeholders and then you identified the problems. You written, you wrote down the solutions. So when was the moment that you created what eBursum is today? But e- eBursum? The final um, picture of eBursum. So when was it founded? I see. It, like the, after creating the team, actually, we yeah. have succeeded to, uh, to kind of create a technological system for scholarship, uh, like the ecosystem in Turkey. Yeah. It took six months. Like the, the first product was like the six months after I have decided to create the system, actually, which was super, super like the uh super intensive like the, it was super intense actually we we learned a lot we like they called so many people but we, we have succeeded to, to create a system just in six months right and i also see you volunteered for united nations yeah. so did that help in forming ebersim or what was that like I was I was uh, at the youth advisory board of UNFPA here in Turkey. Actually, that helped me. By the way, I was always uh, volunteer at some different uh, organizations, like at different organizations uh, around Turkey, and uh, with also United Nations experience. That helped me to see how the how big the problem is and how to. Uh, put social impact in your focus when you change the systems. That really helped me out about it. Wow. So after you volunteered at United Nations and you had this whole perspective of having social entrepreneurship in the middle of every solution that you have, um, you launched eBursum along with your team. So what were the results of eBursum? Could you please share any stories related to eBursum and how it helped any students? Sure, sure. Like the now, it's been four and a half years actually. Uh, Ibushim uh, exists, existed, uh, and now more than half a million people use Ibushim here in Turkey, and uh, we have helped like the thousands of, of uh, tens of thousands of people, students, to actually uh, continue their education. For example people for example a girl from east of turkey who didn't actually have chance to continue her education uh, found financial resource through ebursum and she's now a doctor fighting with coronavirus so that is it's super <laughs> thank you it's super nice to see these results and some people who got like scholarship f- through our uh, platform they now help other students like they support them uh, financially so that's the that's the actual culture that we wanted to create like the to give back because we need it right so it seems like you started an 
grew ebursim most of it when you were in college yourself so was it difficult to manage your studies while launching this platform yeah that's a good question <laughs> every time that i like to kind of interview this question comes like always uh yeah it was it wasn't the easiest thing to be honest like it wasn't the easiest thing but it worked like that i passed all my courses so which means that it's not impossible the good thing is like the you have to create a balance between you like the between the things that you have to do and the things that you want to do so i i, I created this balance so i think it wasn't a big problem for me it was a challenge by the way <laughs> yeah superb so um what are the key things that you learned while working for ebirds and what are the top 3 things that you learned while starting this program top 3 things <laughs> uh let me think um the first thing is trying trying is everything like the even though you have a, like the limited resources try when you try even though even though you don't like to succeed but you learn like you don't have to succeed every single time but you do learn every single time so trying was the first thing actually that i learned through throughout my uh, my journey and the second thing is uh ask like ask people ask for help ask questions because if you don't ask you don't really learn and people they don't they won't know what you think or what you need but when you ask i'm pretty sure there are thousands of, of people who can help you who can like they give whatever you need it but before all of these things happen you have to ask so that was the second thing and the third thing is uh think other people like think social impact because we are not like we are not alone uh in this world and we can really change like this so many so so many things so thinking other people will help us to actually create social impact that's really valuable i think super insightful top 3 points so what are you working on right now like the, as you know because of the coronavirus all uh, schools are now like the, having online education and this is a big challenge for all of us because especially for students because like the not really every student has a like the has a computer to follow the the courses that's a big challenge thousands of millions of students they 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 have lack of technology now that's a big challenge how do we overcome uh, uh, to uh, from this challenge actually we created a crowdfunding system where students they can ask as i said they can ask for help from other people to fund them to help them to succeed to help them to realize their dreams through their education that is i mean the need of the hour it's not just there but everywhere in the world that i see it's one of the major problems that you that you're solving so geographically is how much ebursum has grown right now and what is the future plan for you with ebursum perfect uh, like we are now 
all around Turkey, actually. Like, uh, we are, I would say, like, the national, like, it's a kind of national uh, enterprise. Like, that we have members from all universities, all high schools in Turkey. And we are planning to uh, to have an expansion to, to to the United States, actually, and then United Kingdom, and then maybe the third one is India, due to they are like the we choose countries because of the number of students because we want to create uh, as much as possible social impact in these countries and United States India UK have like the so many students the these these three countries are like in our future plan shouldn't you start with India because like we are economically far behind than the US and the UK but we have more students who are smarter I think. You're, you're right. You're right. The, the question uh, here is like the, if we have knowledge about the system, because we have knowledge about the U.S. system, but unfortunately we don't have like the uh, uh, knowledge about Indian system. And I think bureaucratically, it might be much easier in the states than India. But India is like in the first three. So it won't be that late. Like it will be in two years there. So at least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Superb. So those are your plans for expansion for eBurson. But personally, where do you see yourself after five years from now? You know, like solving these kind of uh, systems isn't really easy because they are so complex. They are so big to handle. So after five years, it won't be super, super realistic to to say that we will solve this problem. Like you have to be realistic as well. But yeah. after five years, I'm sure that we will help millions of students that 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 needed like the financial resources. We will help them to continue their education. And we will create a give back system where students help future students resource in at least 10 countries we will be in next five years. And how is eBursim different from any other platform which helps you get scholarships? <laughs> nice question. Investors ask this question so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just... No, no, it's a nice question. Like, you know, there are so many like the scholarship platforms or the student loan platforms, this kind of like a platforms. Yeah. But we have we have a model, three main three steps model of financing. We, we tell students, okay, let's help you to find scholarship through grantors. If you don't find it, let's create a crowdfunding campaign and find money from individuals. If not, if you still need money, let, let us give you a loan, which is like which which has really super super low interest rate, so you can uh, pay back when you graduate and find a job. So other systems, they are super. I would say they are super profit focused, but here we we are impact focused, and we have three steps financing model rather than other platforms that they have just one single model. Right. 
this is just inspiring and i can't wait for this to come to india south asia and like this part of the world where we really need, need it the most and off the record i'm just saying if you need any sort of uh, key insight for the system like i'm an indian i have team of indians who working here and would be more than delighted to help you with the process thank you manthan thank you i will ask for sure <laughs> superb i look forward to it okay moving on so um you said you're married is it no i'm not i'm not okay so how does this all affect your personal life like you might have no no personal life with you actually i'm not married but i i have a partner so it, it is personally it is super like a, it's a journey and sometimes it's it's a hard journey it's, it it can be a really difficult journey but all people around me my partner my family like the, everyone they mm, they supported me because they knew that uh, i'm here with my team with all people around me we are handling a problem which is much bigger than us and they thought that like the, as a as an ordinary computer engineer engineer i would i would change a, a company but now we are trying to change millions so that's why they support us actually yeah true so right now looking at the world corona virus and the coming in economic breakdown like at least we are feeling that in india what do you think are the biggest problems in the world currently that we as millennials and gen zs should solve um nice question like if corona taught us that problems are just there and they can we can face them like the, right now every single time we didn't know that there is such thing like corona or pandemic i didn't t- to be honest i didn't think that we will have a pandemic in the next like the 50 years but i'm 26 so yeah under <laughs> me so like the millennials or the, or the next generations us should solve uh, is the climate change like the, we have to for climate change because all these kind of things they they have climate change because we play with with the nature the earth and ice with us so that's the problem actually the second is is actually a more inclusive a more inclusive where like the people in people in middle east asia are equal they at least they will have a chance to reach out equal opportunities so that's that's the second two two main two main problems that we have to solve and the, for me education the last thing because you know education like punishments punishments can solve problems for days for weeks for months but education solves problems for centuries or forever so yeah these three problems wow thank you so much for really concluding all of this together right now so let's move on to the lightning round The first question is what is your favorite movie? <laughs> my my favorite movie is uh 
I think let me let me let me look at the the name of it. Uh, green, yeah, the Green Mile. The Green Mile. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your favorite food? What? What is your favorite food? My favorite food, lentils. I'm vegetarian, so. <laughs> you are? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like artist. Yeah, any animals, right? <laughs> That's why I'm vegetarian. Oh wow. Okay. So when did you turn vegetarian? It's been two and a half years now, actually. That's impressive. I I I hope more people are inspired to become vegetarians now. Exactly. And um, moving on to the next question, who, who is your favorite artist? Ah. Oh. <laughs> Difficult questions, actually. My favorite artist. Um, there are so many. Oh, can we pass this? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Tom Hanks. Let's say Tom Hanks. I like him. Yeah, Tom oh. Hanks. <laughs> uh, do you have a object from your childhood that you still have or you'd never throw away? Yeah, like. Uh, yeah unfortunately when we were we were like the kids my family when i was a kid they moved to other city so they lost all my pictures and i have my single pictures picture which is with me like the, for i don't know 24 years or something that's the only object actually that i have from oh, my childhood that's that's sweet though what is your favorite travel destination Nice question. Uh, like, let's say Berlin, Germany. I like it. Um, what is your favorite uh, piece of poem? I don't know if you're into literature or not. Yeah, but it's uh, it's from Rumi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Rumi so much, and he says, "Come." Whoever you are, just come. Soon. What does it's it super, mean? It's like the I don't care about your religion. I don't care about your thoughts. But you are welcome whenever you come. Wow. Uh, what like is one it. thing you wish your phone could do? Oh, <laughs> good questions. I like it. Uh, um. Uh. Calculate my carbon footprint whenever I move. That's a good. That's a good app idea. I I think I wish someone could make it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your single greatest embarrassment of your life? Oh. <laughs> mm. When I when I was at primary school, I joined the wrong school's graduation party instead of mine so <laughs> i was like because they were at the same hotel a different school i went there i i, I like graduated with them without my school that was kind of weird but embarrassing <laughs> as well <laughs> what is the single greatest success story uh, moment of your life um that, that's super super cliche, but I would say uh, like creating ebursum and being vegetarian actually. That's not cliche at all. Usually people answer 
like their family or their kids or something so having a sense of pride in your work is pretty cool in my opinion okay uh, what is what, who's your favorite inspirational figure and why mm. i would say like the i have to choose one right yeah <laughs> only one <laughs> i would say gandhi yeah really because because like the uh, he taught us how to have a person with no violence violence can change the world because it's if we look at our story it's like a full of violence yeah yeah and uh, what is one thing you'd like to teach to your children if you ever have one one thing is is like the trying i want to teach them try, to try to try whatever they want but at least try okay okay so that sums our lightning round thank you so much for these really interesting tight size answers <laughs> thank you mantran they were they were quite interesting questions to be honest <laughs> hey thank you so much that's my favorite compliment <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, right now, are you looking for some support? Like, we is it financial? Is it in sense of internship? Was it like audiences? Like, what are you looking for right now? And how could we help you? I see. Like, actually, as as I said, we are planning to uh, expand our solution, like to, to create kind of similar solutions all around the world. So that will be super helpful if we can find people who can be, who can have internship at our like the social venture, and to explore uh, his or her country's educational system. So like the people who can like the who are willing to have internship at our uh, company in their country that can be super super helpful wow so um and how could people reach to you if they want to help you for this sure like uh, they they can reach through linkedin uh, and linkedin is mesut keskin m e s u t k e s k i n because it's I, I will, difficult to write yeah, yeah I'll, i'll give the links also in the description below all right uh, all right all right yeah i i answer all the messages uh, on linkedin so linkedin can be the uh, main point to reach me superb superb i loved it so much and thank you so much for sparing time all the way from istanbul definitely definitely thank you very much again mantan for the invitation and for anything Thank you, Mr. You take care of yourself and my regards to your family. Please take care.